Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunded campaign success and better physical product businesses. I'm your host, Matt Ward, and each week I interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert designed to help you take your startup to the next level. If you're interested in learning what we're all about and kickstarting your own crowdfunding campaign, check out artofthekickstart.com slash checklist. You'll get our entire guide to crush your campaign and take your business to new heights. But now, let's get on with the show. Guys, I don't always recommend crowdfunding fulfillment, but when I do, I prefer efulfillmentservice.com. Guys, it's been a while, obviously. Now we're back with Jack Saltskiver. This guy's an athlete building a business with his brother for athletes. It's high tech. They're out of Austin. Thanks for coming on today, Jack. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Matt. So, Jack, we kick off these interviews with a life quote or a success quote, something that sounds cool. What do you got? <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, my best life quote that I, I, I probably think about most often and, uh, and really uh, try to pay attention to is uh, the job's never over until the tools are put up. Um, and it sounds kind of corny, but uh, I think it's really important that, you know, it really just kind of speaks to attention to detail and doing things the right way and really, um, you know, not stopping until the job's completely done. And um, I think that's a, that's a good way to do business. And it's a good way to think about a lot of the little tasks that you do every day in, in your life. So it's kind of something that I, that I stick to. Clearly a Texas boy. Did you get that from growing up? Is that something your family instilled? That is something that my dad used to say when I was growing up. So I, uh, I used to hate it when I was a kid because it was never fun putting the tools up. Um, but uh, but uh, it really has proven to be a pretty good, pretty good uh, motto for me. Yeah, that whole dot your I's, cross your T's, make sure you got everything in line. And clearly, whatever it is works because you and your brother are building a business. And I'm just going to say right now, you've got a pretty kick-ass product. What's the story? What's it like working with your brother? Give us a little background. Yeah, thanks. Um, so it's awesome. First of all, it's awesome working with my brother and having a partner where we can just kind of have this open and, and um, very, you know, honest relationship about things that we're working on. And there's never any, you know, tension between us, um, you know, when, when kind of tough conversations come up, because at the end of the day, we're brothers and, you know, we're going to be fine. Um, so that's been great. It's been an awesome experience um, in doing that. But basically, we got the idea for Trago. Um, in, in just kind of uh, kind of in conversation, we um, had both been athletes growing up, both passionate about sports, understand the importance of hydration. Um, and then on the flip side of that, we also um, have both been passionate about water in the sense of helping people um, that don't have access to clean water get clean water. And so, um, you know, we think it's probably one of the, the main things that we take for granted here in the develop, developed world. And um, so we were talking about that one day and my brother Davis was living in Boulder, Colorado. And in Boulder, a lot of the um, water fountains there have little counters on them that you, you may see them in the airport and in some places like here in Austin, for example. And they count how many disposable plastic bottles that you, you save by, you know, refilling at the water fountain and, and um, using a reusable water bottle. And that got us thinking, you know, I wonder how much water we're drinking every day and, and in turn, how many bottles we're saving. And then that kind of led us to this more arguably important question of how much really should we be drinking and, and what's the appropriate amount to drink before a workout or, you know, and training for a marathon. And so we really started to dig into that question and, and get into the science behind it. And that's kind of where Trago was born. And you never think about it until you think about it. I'm out here in Vietnam now, 
and she can't drink the water from the tap. You got to buy water or steal it somewhere. So it's it's just kind of nuts. But back to you guys, because that's more important. Two brothers growing up. You're both athletes. A, who's the better athlete? And B, what's the business (laughs) relationship like now? Yeah, so um, the better athlete. No pressure, uh, no pressure. Com- we'll share this with yeah. him. Make sure. Yeah, no, we're we're pretty competitive, and um, I'd say we're about even in, in most things. He's uh he's probably a better basketball player. Um, I'll give him that, but uh, you know, I, I probably got him in, in in most other sports. But yeah, but we we have a good competitive, healthy relationship, and you know, as it translates to the business world, um, you know, just kind of that competitive spirit, holding each other accountable. Um, you know, being on each other's team, so to speak, and supporting each other has really, you know, probably transferred well from the, the you know, being an athlete to, to running a business together. And so, you know, when you're on a team, it's important that you have, you know, trust for other people on your team. And, you know, Davis and I trust each other, um, you know, obviously, because we're, we're of the same blood. So it's, it's, um, it's been really awesome to work together. That's absolutely awesome, especially because, well, let's face it, a co-founder is kind of like a spouse, but there's not really any benefits. So that means you guys got to go through, you got to go through the thick and the thin of it, but you guys are That's doing right. that. You're, you're crushing it. So you've been working on Trago for a year. You want to take it up a notch with technology for athletes. How, how'd you start making this product? That's one thing people cha- are challenged with. This is hardware and software. What, yeah. what's the deal? Yeah. So it was, you know, it's pretty challenging. You kind of, um, as founders of a hardware startup, it's like you really run into a lot of walls early on, um, and really kind of get to a point where you realize that, Hey, we need to, you know, probably bring some engineers on board and really figure out, um, how to do this the right way and the best way. Um, so I'd say that, you know, a lot of our start was spent, you know, researching, talking to people, talking to as many people as we could about the product. Um, whether it be coaches and athletes and trainers, all the way to family friends who are engineers and, and really helping kind of, you know, us figure out what is the best way to measure um, the water level in a water bottle and measure water consumption out of a water bottle. And so we spent a lot of time doing that research and talking to the right people to really get it right. So I'd say that, that that's probably the main thing that, that um, you know, it's really just kind of beginning to socialize the idea, talk to as many people as possible. And um, you know, doing a lot of Googling and a lot of research. But um, our first prototype was um, made from Arduino parts. Um, and so that's kind of how, you know, with, with things like Arduino these days, it, it makes it relatively easy for, you know, hobbyists and inventors to kind of, you know, put a bunch of pieces together and, and get a pretty good proof of concept. And so that's how we were able to kind of get V1 of our prototype done. When's the product ready to sh- start showing to people? And what do you do when there's so many options? Like you were mentioning, you want to track water consumption. Well, there's a million freaking ways to do that. How do you not overcomplicate it and make sure you get the product out, but yet still get that consistency? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I think one thing that um, has been really awesome for us is that th- there really is this ecosystem that's starting to be developed around hardware, especially down here in Austin, that um, has really, you know, kind of helped us bring this thing to life. And a couple of examples of that are, we used a, a company called Make XYZ, which is basically the Airbnb for 3D printers. And so we're able to kind of get these rapid prototypes, you know, basically printed in, in just a couple of days, not owning a 3D printer ourselves um, and kind of outsourcing that to people who you basically send your, your CAD file to them and they print your, your, um, your, your you know, whatever it is um, on their printer and then send it to you. So that's, that's been pretty awesome. And there's really a lot of services out there um, that, that kind of 
help you do that. Another one, I can't remember the exact name of it, but it was basically a rapid prototyping company. And so, you know, in, in the same sense, you can basically send these guys your, you know, design for manufacturer files and they, you know, pretty quickly, they turn around these looks like prototypes for you. And to answer your question about, you know, kind of how to, you know, when is it ready to show to people? We did, you know, use a service like that to kind of help us basically, you know, use the right paint on it and basically like, you know, get this thing so that it looks like, um, you know, it, it will when it's actually finally manufactured. So, you know, it's been it's been pretty cool to kind of just, you know, go deep in that ecosystem of, of um, hardware and, and, and services like that down here in Austin. And I'd say that's probably, um, you know, we couldn't couldn't have done it without stuff like that. Yeah, having a hub is it's pretty enormous. Talk about Austin a little bit. What's the startup scene like there? Is it worth relocating to? And what are the main benefits of having other entrepreneurs around? Yeah, I'd say it's, I mean, it's huge. Austin's an awesome place. Um, there's a ton of technology here. Um, and most notably in our space, you know, Under Armour um, and their connected fitness group is here in Austin. And they recently over the past year have acquired, you know, Map My Fitness, My Fitness Pal, and the largest uh, fitness platinum in Europe, fit, fitness platform in Europe called Indomodo. And so they've got over 140 million people logging fitness workouts and their offices are based here out of Austin. And so that's been um, just a huge advantage to us to kind of have them in our backyard and be able to, you know, bounce ideas and, and different things off some some friends that we know over there. So it's been, um, you know, ha- having companies like that here in town. And, and, you know, I think another big thing for us was I think most cities now have these meetups um, that you can go to and they're, you know, for entrepreneurs, for engineers, for, you know, engineers of all, all types, electrical, mechanical, you know, computer science, all, all types of people go. And it's been a great place to network and meet people. And, you know, we've met some people that we've, that we've worked with down the road at these at the hardware startup meetup, which has, um, you know, been really awesome here in Austin as well. What about challenges? We've talked all pretty and roses, but there's probably been a couple shit storms. How do you get through that? Yeah, you know, um, this whole entrepreneurship thing is really, uh, it truly is a roller coaster. It sounds so cliche to to say that, but um, it's a lot of ups and downs. And, um, you know, I think on the downs, it's just important that, you know, you you and your partner or whoever you're you're founding your company with just kind of stay focused, keep your head down and and know that what you're working on is, you know, be be confident in your work, um, be confident in your process and and really just kind of keep your head down and don't get too distracted by other things that are going on or something that may not have gone as perfectly as you'd hope. Um, you know, I think a lot of times it's just important to get something out there and, 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 you know, get something done and it doesn't always have to be done perfectly, but, you know, keep moving forward and keep iterating on it and, um, keep testing it and, and, and getting feedback on it. And, and that's probably you know, the best way to go forward. So it's, it's definitely not easy. There's ups and downs, but you know, it's just kind of how you respond to the downs and how you react to them that kind of, you know, defines how you move forward. Move forward. Where's Trago going next? Yeah, so we really, um, you know, I, I think our, our, our big vision is really that, um, you know, there's a, there's a better way to hydrate than just drinking a, a sugary sports drink where you don't really know all the ingredients that are in there. And, and, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's a way that's kind of more tailored and specific to you. And so we really plan to focus on hydration, especially, you know, for athletes and, and people that, that really sweat a lot. Um, and so, you know, down the road, we'll, we'll continue to expand our product line. We'll, we'll look at other markets. Um, you know, some of those being healthcare and corporate wellness and the military is huge on hydration. And so, um, you know, we've got a lot to go do out there. And, and, you know, some of those markets are a long ways off, but, um, that those are some of the things that we're pretty excited about. Where'd you and your brother go to university? 
Yeah, I uh, I graduated from Wake Forest University in North Carolina, and, and my brother Davis graduated as a mechanical engineer from the University of Colorado at Boulder. Have you guys pitched your universities on this? That would be a great test for a football team, a basketball team. And if you got in D1 sports, that would pretty much be all you'd need. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. We um, we have, and um, they've been extremely supportive and given us some great feedback. And we've talked to multiple coaches and trainers at, at both schools. Um, the engineering add those school, testimonials. Yeah. Add those testimonials to your campaign. Yeah, yeah, we should. Um, we've, we've got some in our press release, and, and you're right. We should put some of those testimonials um, out there. I think one interesting thing is I was talking to a university the other day and the head athletic trainer, a uh, football coach, and I was asking him to tell me about some of the you know, wearable devices that your team uses. And he was, he, he kind of brought attention to this idea that I think is really important for other founders to think about and that we kind of, you know, to be quite honest with you, a little bit lucked into and, and you know, ever since we've lucked into it, I've really focused on it to make it, you know, more meaningful. But it's basically this idea of making sure that the data that you're collecting is actionable. He was giving me examples around, you know, um, their football team wears these mouthpieces that have an accelerometer in them, basically, that um, help you know, them understand basically how hard people get hit and from which direction and how many G's they pull on their way down, for example. But he was saying that the problem with it is that, you know, it's cool data, but it really doesn't um, give them a way to act on it because one, you know, one guy can basically get hit by a freight train and, um, you know, get up and, and play the rest of practice, no problem. And the next person can get, you know, barely tapped and fall down and get a concussion and, and they have to go to the hospital. So he's like, you know, basically, it's really hard to act on the data, but he's like, I think with, you know, this water consumption data, it's extremely actionable. We know and are able to measure how much people are drinking. We know how much they should be drinking. And it's pretty concrete as to whether or not they're meeting their daily goals. Um, and he's so, you know, they're, they're pretty excited about getting their hands on, on, uh, on Trago. And I know a couple of high school football players died a couple of years ago from just uh, overexposure in the, in the sun. If you're tracking how much people are actually consuming water wise, that would make a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's something that we're, we're really excited about. And and I think, you know, when you're kind of in our position where you're kind of starting this company, you really have to, um, you have too many options. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different options. There's a lot of things you can go focus on. Um, And, you know, I think it's important to just, you know, like basically, you know, as we kind of really, first of all, I think it's really important that you, you research everything that you're doing all the time, um, you know, extremely well. And as we began to research hydration and bring on, you know, some of the world's leading hydration specialists as, as consultants to our team, we kind of learned a lot about hydration and, and the problems out there and the myths out there about how much you should be drinking or, or you know, basically this idea that you really can't overhydrate as well. And so, um, you know, our goal really isn't to help people just drink as much water as they can and remind them to keep drinking as much water as they can throughout the day. It's really to help dial in and pinpoint that specific amount of water that's perfect for you based on your activity level and the weather that day and, and, and things like that and your, and your body type. So, you know, basically a lot of those realizations and findings and how we've developed our company and how we're positioning it in the market have come from just deep, deep research and understanding of, of your product and the market that you're going after. And I think that's somebody, something everybody's got to hear. Make sure you understand that market and then make sure you don't overextend yourself. I want to jump into the launch round now. How's that sound, Jack? Yeah, sounds great. Guys, I want to thank today's show sponsor, eFulfillmentService.com, for helping us make Art of the Kickstart happen. If you're running a crowdfunding campaign or you're thinking about doing it and you know you're absolutely going to take it to the next level, but you don't have the time to ship out all those rewards 
to your backers to get them out on time, work with eFulfillmentService.com. They're a small company that's experienced with crowdfunding campaigns. They can help you get those rewards out on time and ahead of schedule to make your campaign shine. Welcome to the launch round, where we take our guests through a series of rapid-fire questions geared towards unlocking the inner inventor and entrepreneur in all of us. Get ready to blast off and unlock your inner potential. Let's do this. So, Jack, first question. We asked you about a business quote. What about a mentor, someone that you look up to that's an entrepreneur, inventor, or just someone outside that? Yeah. Um, so someone that, I mean, obviously I get, a, I get a lot of, um, uh, mentorship from, from my dad. Um, I think that, um, you know, he's probably my number one go-to all the time. So I'm fortunate to have a, you know, a dad that uh, I can call anytime. Um, but as far as, you know, a mentor in, in, in business, um, you know, one thing that I like to do is actually business week, Bloomberg business week in every, every single one of their magazines on the very back page, they do a profile of somebody every single week. Um, and I think it's, it's probably my favorite part of the magazine. And I, you know, I basically open the magazine, flip all the way to the back page and read this profile. Um, it's, you know, it's a different person every week and it, and it explains kind of where they started, where they went to school, what their, what their career has like, all the different, you know, places that they've landed and worked. And then it, it gives a couple quotes that they recommend. And I, it's been really interesting to kind of follow that page over the past year or so and, and really just get a lot of different perspectives and advice from a lot of different people. And I think, you know, that's probably a theme that you'll hear from me is that, you know, it's important to have really key mentors in, in specific areas. But in my opinion, it's, it's important to talk to as many people as you possibly can and get as many perspectives as you possibly can. Because like the old saying goes, you know, two heads are better than one. Exactly. We'll see you on the on that back cover soon, I hope. And <laughs> you're, you're an athlete. This is a sports product. Who do you root for? What? Who's your favorite athlete? Yeah. Let's see. My favorite athlete. I mean, last night I was watching the uh, NBA NBA finals. Yeah, yeah. That's and... the next question. That's the next question. Who's going to win? I, I apparently it's the finals. I'm in Vietnam, so I got no idea. Yeah, it's been pretty. It's been pretty close every game. Um, you know, Golden State's favored, but man, the Cavaliers are are doing pretty well, and LeBron is really carrying the team. So hard not to root for LeBron, but you know, I really I like Steph Curry as well, and he's an Under Armour athlete, and we're we're big fans of Under Armour, so. Of course you are. You want to get acquired or get some get some great deals. Absolutely. <laughs> so so we got that part cleared up. Are there any business books or life books that have been real impactful on you? Let's see. A good business book. Um, none are coming to the top of my head right now. I, I could, you know, I, nothing off the top of my head. Um, a good life book. Um, you know, I think... I think, uh, you know, one really interesting book is, is this book called Man's Search for Meaning. Um, and it's actually a book about the Holocaust. And the, the big theme in it is basically um, this idea that you need to know your why. You know, why are you, why are you pursuing this dream? Why are you working on this project? Um, why, the, the why is really what drives you and, 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 you know, really pushes you to succeed and really keeps you focused in, in times that are tough. And um, it's a really good book. It's not a not a light book. It's it's kind of a heavy book, but uh, the the theme and the underlying message in there about you know really knowing your why I think is a really important thing to uh, to understand in life. I think knowing your why start with why Simon Sinek says it. I hear he's a pretty smart guy. Last question of the launch round, Jack. This is art of the kickstart. Kickstarter crowdfunding. You got any favorites? Um, you mean just just kind of which platform in general? Ah, oh, now what? Uh, what, what products? Who cares about the platforms? There's two oh, of them. Oh, what, what products? 
Um, let's see. Do I have any favorites? I mean, obviously Trago is pretty awesome on there right now. Um, I saw this, you know, saloon box look pretty cool. You can make, um, you know, they send you like a monthly cocktail. I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, that you can like make in your house. Um, let's see what else out there. I've, I've, you know, I've supported a couple in the past. Um, I'm a pebble supporter. So you know, I'm I'm a I'm a smartwatch fan. We're we're all about connected devices over here at Trago, so um, we do like that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's all that's coming to the top of my head right now. No worries, IoT. I like it. Where do you see it going? Give me a 10 year, 20 year bold prediction. Yeah, I think the Internet of Things is going to be. Um, it, it's probably going to continue to consolidate from a platform perspective. Um, you see like companies like Under Armour buying up all these, um, you know, platforms that are, you know, basically helping people log workouts. You've got Apple, Nike, and Google, obviously all huge players in that space as well. And I think they'll continue to develop the, the platform. And then I think you'll, um, you know, on the, on the hardware side, um, I think you'll just continue to see um, a lot of different devices that, that track many, many different types of things. And I, I obviously probably like most spaces, there'll be a few um, winners in each of those categories that, that kind of um, will lead the pack. And we certainly hope to be um, one of those winners in the hydration space. Hell yes, you will be. You've got an awesome product, a great team. We've had you on here for a while, Jack. It's time to start wrapping up. But before we do, what mistakes have you made with this Kickstarter campaign? Pre-launch, getting everything ready. What have you learned you want to share with people? Good question. Um, we've certainly made our, our fair share of mistakes. And I think... Um, you know, I think one of them would probably be, um, you know, from a, you know, one of the most important parts of a Kickstarter campaign is, you know, reaching out and to journalists and, you know, different people who can help you get some, um, you know, some press. And I think we probably started to do that a little bit too late in the, in the game. Uh, when I say too late, maybe, you know, our thought was, well, we don't want to reach out them to them too early, you know, before we launch our campaign. And, and you certainly don't want to just start reaching out to them after you launch your campaign. Um, and we probably started, you know, two to three weeks before our campaign to begin reaching out. And I probably say, you know, looking back on it, we it would have been beneficial to just, you know, probably take a month, month and a half before your campaign and really start to line up some of those relationships. Because the truth is about, you know, on their end, they can really you know, many times they can, they can publish articles, um, you know, whenever they want. And, and so, you know, if they need to hold an article, that's, that's a pretty easy thing to do. So it's better to get some of those relationships lined up early. Um, in my opinion. So I think that's, that's one learning that we've had and yeah, that's probably our, probably our biggest learning so far, but you know, they, they, I know you read most places that, you know, Hey, you need to, you know, 80% of the work or 90% of the work is done before you launch your campaign. And that's totally true. You know, most Did of you the, have a mailing list or anything? We did have a mailing list, um, mostly from, you know, emails of family and friends and then people that we, um, you know, met along the way. We were always collecting email addresses. Um, every time we showed our product or had a booth somewhere or we're at a hardware startup meetup, we would always be talking to people. We'd literally carry around a piece of paper with an email sign up. Um, and everybody we talked to that was like, you know, even moderately interested in, in our product, we'd get their email address. Um, we were able to develop a, a pretty solid um, mailing list from from just doing that alone, um, and so yeah, I think it's I think it's super important to um, to have a good mailing list, and then you know as well, just kind of having finding some people that are influential in the social media space. Um, you can find them through your own personal networks. 
different family and friends and, and, you know, even just reaching out, there's, there's some services out there that help you identify, you know, even just people on Twitter that are influential that have, you know, they're in your space of athletics, for example, and that have a decent amount of followers and, and they can really help you kind of figure out who those people, people are and help you reach out to them. And, and, um, you know, basically then you're able to, to have a conversation with them and see if they'll help you basically spread the word about your product. So those have been, um, those types of services and, and just, ways of approaching social media marketing have been pretty, pretty solid for us. Yeah. Suma, uh, buzz Zoom or whatever they're called. There's a couple great ones out there. Clout. Yeah. Definitely. I'll try to throw some links in the show notes. Jack, you've been awesome. You've pretty much shared a pretty cool story. I think, I think you guys are going places. You've got a great product. Keep pushing though, because you should have more funding. You will have more funding before this ends. Yep. You Thank have, you very much. You have much. a solid campaign. It looks beautiful. Where can people find you? Where's the best place for them to check you out, say, hey, get the product. Let's have a pitch, something awesome at the end that makes it worth your time. Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, you can find us at uh, www.trago.co. Um, that's .co. Um, right now, that's just redirecting to our Kickstarter campaign. But um, after we wrap that up here, I believe we end on July 2nd. Um, you know, we'll have a, have a website stood up and you can reach us through the website. You can also email me personally at info at trago.co. I'm happy to talk to any other founders or, or people that have questions about Kickstarter. Um, we have a lot of people help us out along the way and a lot of, you know, very kind people and would love to pass some of that on. So yeah, you know, I think down the road, um, you'll see us with a lot of professional and, and D1 college sports teams. Um, you know, look for us, um, you know, at your local Dick Sporting Goods and REI stores. And um, we're, uh, we're looking forward to, uh, to hitting the market with a bang. Watch out with those REI stores. They've got that lifetime warranty. You can bring that sucker back 50 years later <laughs> and get the new product. No, you guys are going to be killing it. I see this going massive places. Thanks so much for coming on today, Jack. You've been awesome. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And have a great day, night, or whatever it may be for you at this point. Thanks, Matt. Great to be here. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show all about building a better business, world, and life with physical products. I'm your host, Matt Ward, and if you've enjoyed today's episode, you should check out artofthekickstart.com. You can find access to all our past episodes, get our Kickstarter Crush It Guide, and if you love the episode, be sure to leave us a review, artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors and entrepreneurs find the show and helps us get better guests on here to help you grow your business. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, have a great and productive week. Go build something incredible.